Welcome back to Empire of Assets. I'm your host, Stephanie Hepburn, and today I am joining you with the lovely Maria Eilerson, PR coach and founder of Be Conscious PR. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to reach millions and make sleaze-free sales with PR, which is public relations. We discuss all things business, from pitching your business to major publications, creating a life on your terms, and making an impact through the bravery to follow your purpose in life. Check out the show notes for all of the information you need to know about Maria. But until then, I hope you enjoy the episode and don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Empire of Assets and let us know if this podcast resonated with you and your purpose. So I'm going to give everyone a brief introduction about you, Maria, and then we can just get started and we can talk a little bit more about your business, your expertise, because I know for a fact that so many people um, at Empire of Assets will be interested to find out how to boost their business using the power of PR. Some people don't even know what PR is, so this might be a really good (laughs) starting point for them, but we'll, we'll get started. So... Maria Eilerson, as I mentioned before, she is a PR coach and a founder of Be Conscious PR. So she helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs and startups get the recognition they deserve in the media so that they can teach millions of people and make a bigger impact. Because you can be doing amazing things, but if no one knows about you, then you know, what's the point? You can't share your purpose and you can't actually enrich the lives of others to that degree. So this is why Marie is so amazing. So when she's not working her PR magic, she teaches and practices yoga, which informs her conscious approach to her clients and publicity. A third culture kid, Marie was born in Denmark, but grew up abroad, graduating from an international high school in Tokyo, And she then spent 10 years adulting in New York and London before relocating to Lisbon during the pandemic last year. Mm. So we are looking forward to just really just sharing in your wisdom, uh, Maria. And thank you again for joining us tonight. Thanks so much for having me and a beautiful introduction as well. (laughs) Make me feel famous. I have you to thank for that. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about Be Conscious PR. Where did it all start? Where did you get the concept for Be Conscious PR? And it's it's Mm. quite an innovative twist on PR, really. In fact, let's Mm. just start with what is PR for the people that don't actually already know. Sure. Um, So PR stands for public relations. Um, And there are many different ways to manage your public relations. But essentially, it's managing your relationship with the public. So ideally, your target audience. It's managing your brand's reputation. And the main way that you do that is through the media, but it's also through your other communications channels. So it's really kind of owning the brand narrative um, and the reputation and being intentional with the way that you present yourself or position your brand to the customers that you're trying to attract. Um, So that's kind of PR in a nutshell. 
yeah, that was a that was a pretty excellent <laughs> description of it. And it's just about how you get your brand out there. And it's, it, like you said, it's about reputation. It's how you mm. build your brand and how you want to be seen as well. So um, mm-hmm. tell, tell us a bit about Be Conscious PR. How did it come into fruition? Uh, yeah, great question. So um, I've been running Be Conscious PR for about a year now. I think we're almost approaching my one year anniversary, which is very exciting. Um, but actually after a few years ago, after heading up PR for a travel company, I took a career break and went solo traveling around Central America. Um, And typical wanting to, I mean, I wanted to keep my, I wanted to make sure that there was no gaps in my CV. So I also decided to do a yoga teacher training, which just kind of goes to show how deep capitalism and career chasing had kind of gone into my head. Um, And that journey was so transformative. It was kind of my my eat, pray, love (laughs) experience. Um, And so when I came back, I knew that I didn't really want to focus on career and status so much anymore. Um, I wanted to teach yoga. So I did that for uh, a while. And while I was teaching, I was also um, needing to pay the bills while I was kind of building up that teaching career. So I started working part time at a PR agency and then at the same time was approached by a feminist travel publication to kind of help them out with their PR on the side a little bit. And that mission of unearthing women's stories around the world and empowering women to travel just really spoke to me. And as a result, I was able to secure some of the highest profile coverage I've ever secured, um, like the New York Times and Forbes and not really with as much effort as I found I had when I was at the agency. Um, And it just made me realize how I can use my PR skills to really help empower entrepreneurs and startups that are making a positive impact on the world who have missions that really resonate with me. And that's a way for me to integrate my kind of yogic values um, and still live in alignment with those. So that's what really inspired Be Conscious PR that I realized I could use PR skills to to make a positive impact on the world. And it's amazing that you at Be Conscious PR, like that's a lesson in itself because mm. you had you had basically created this micro niche you know you had literally niched right down into conscious PR which is really really different from the usual PR style companies that are out there and Mm. they're all kind of focused on you know I don't know it's just like big media sort of you're the you're the conscious approach and so it's interesting that you were contacted you were almost headhunted by them to provide that service and you did it so well that you you secured yourself so much press coverage. So in effect, you are where your clients want to be and you literally mm. can show them the steps that you're, you've lived, that you've, you have have the experience. And I always talk about that. Um, you, ha- you are fully qualified to do the job that you do and mm-hmm. pass on that, that knowledge to people who are really, they've got a mission, they're purpose-driven. It's not just Mm. like you said, you know, it's great to have a career focus, but when there's a real purpose behind that, that's when the magic really happens. Yeah. So in terms of starting your own business, Maria, you spoke about the fact that you didn't want to have gaps in your employment history and things. So what stopped you from just diving into a PR company somewhere and instead setting up Be Conscious PR? I mean, I think what it was about for me, I mean, I did work part-time at an agency for a while, um, but I really wanted to be able to continue teaching. Freedom is a really, really big value of mine. Um, Even when I was working nine to five and heading up PR, if you speak to my old bosses, they'll tell you that I did everything I could to shake up my schedule. So I was like, 
making sure I had meetings in central London every week and working from home some days. And, you know, because I, I, I really don't like having routine in my work. I really like that excitement of getting to meet different people and work on different projects and things like that. So when I kind of took the leap into part-time work and realized that that worked quite well, um, and then had the opportunity to work with a brand that really resonated with me, that's kind of when I took the leap of faith to go out on my own and just, I started by freelancing um, and was able to work with a yoga studio and it just kind of slowly started progressing and I realized, oh, actually I can do this on my own and then I can have freedom and flexibility and work when I want to and if I want to take time off I can take time off like I get to fully choose you know how to how to live my life and when I want to work um and I'm sure that that's the case for a lot of entrepreneurs as well like wanting to not have to answer to anyone else um was definitely a big driving force for me and Maria one one question that I know that people always have Mm. the when they're considering either going part-time you know let's say that you are someone listening in who is they know they've got a real purpose in their life they know that they are destined for greater things to be a creator and not just to work maybe in the role that they're currently in at the moment so they are contemplating this but then they've got all of these apprehensions like um so what if I can't make the same income what if Mm. um it doesn't work out for me how did you face all of these fears because these are the biggest ones will I regret Mm. moving into a freelance or building my own business how did you silence those in your mind and and just be able to be so brave and courageous and move forward with it Maria um great question um it I mean it definitely was a lot about having faith in myself um, and also wanting to kind of just give it a go. Like I'm very much a believer of not wanting to have anything, like I'd rather regret doing something than not doing it. Do you know what I mean? So I- 100%. Yeah, I convinced myself to take that leap because I was like, well, there are gonna be PR roles. Like they're not going anywhere, you know? (laughs) So if this crashes and burns, I can go and get a PR job. Like that is, you know, and it's the same for most people depending on what what field they're in like there's always going to be work. Um, So that really kind of helped ease my fears a little bit. Um, And then having a network of people who are already expressing interest that that helped as well. Um, And then finding community, finding other entrepreneurs to connect with who are in that same space of needing that reminder of like, you know, it's normal to experience self-doubt. It's normal to experience imposter syndrome because it's you're out of your comfort zone. So it's just a sign of you growing. It's not, you know, it's kind of reframing those emotions as not bad things. It's a sign that you're actually facing fear, you're moving forward, you're growing, you're learning. And if, if the fear feels expansive and not contractive, then it's, then it's not a bad thing and it's worth a try. I always think it's worth a try. So that's what really helped me um, take the leap and community is what really keeps me going now as well. Yeah, I agree with you in that sense on the community, but just having faith in yourself and knowing that, like you said, I think that's something that anyone in business can can really relate to. I would mm. much rather know that I have given everything my all and I have I have taken a step outside my comfort zone and faced those fears rather than at the end of the day looking back and going, Why didn't you why didn't you believe in yourself? And why mm. and the magic for me has always happened when I have believed and jumped and I have never looked back. Like you will realize fear is normal, but um mm-hmm. there are many things that you can do to grow your to actually build a growth mindset and 
I believe you can surpass any obstacle that comes your way. So if anyone is thinking about building their own business, then, you know, Maria has the experience as well. I'm sure she wouldn't mind um, answering any questions, but I for mm -hmm. sure, um, we at Empower of Assets, we really, really care about helping people to find their purpose, their mission in life and help you to do that in baby steps if it must be. But we mm. will give you the tools and the ideas to get you there. So do reach out if you're one of these people who are thinking about this. Mm. Now, Maria, let's get to the juicy bits. So everyone <laughs> wants to know how to make sleaze-free sales because sales can be, at times, a kind of a, what's the word? Like, not, um, not a scary word, but sales can be quite intimidating for people. Thinking mm. about making sales, you don't want to come across as, uh, cheesy or you know salesy so tell us what are your secrets if you were going to give some advice for say a mm. brand new startup to get their business out there so that they can face millions of their key target audience the people that mm. they're really going to impact most where do they start so great question I always say start with your why it's what you were just speaking about before you know being connected to your purpose when you really connect connect with the reason why you began your business your brand mission what what you're trying to achieve the transformation you're trying to deliver if it's services or what value the product you're creating is offering if you connect with that that why that really helps you step out of that feeling of sleazy sleaziness when it comes to sales because you you have that certainty that what you're offering has value and the world needs it and if you're purpose driven you care about making a positive impact, you know, so you can really stand confidently in that alignment of, okay, I'm not being sleazy in selling. If I want people to, if I want to make this impact, people need to know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. like you're doing a disservice to your target audience if you're not telling them what you're doing and, and showcasing your products and services, because how are they going to find you if they don't know that you exist? So that's, that's always the thing that I start with, with any client. It's really get back to that why. Um, and also using that to kind of get clear on your objectives. You know, you want the PR that you do to support your business goals because there are so many things you can do with PR. You know, you can, in politics, they change public opinion with PR. Yeah. <laughs> um, business, you know, like tech startups who want funding, they're looking at, looking to attract investors. Um, a small business is probably more focused on um, getting sales. So depending on, again, your why, you're going to be targeting different outlets, different types of media. Um, and then once you've kind of gotten clear on that why, you can really um, step into that alignment, like I said, and show up in service, you know. So with journalists, when you're pitching a journalist or you're sending them an idea for a story, they are not going to accept something that's purely promotional. So that also will keep you in check, at least if you're using PR to promote yourself. Because if you just send a pitch that's like, hey, look at this amazing product, can you write about it? They'll be like, why? Why should my why should my readers care? What's the story? Why is this relevant? You know what I mean? So you have to think about a bigger story beyond your product where you can position yourself as the expert so that you're a source for the journalist. And that is also why I think PR just feels um, less sleazy than maybe other sales tactics, because you're not cold calling. You're not, you know, you're not shamelessly um, self-promoting. You are giving a story. You're offering value, maybe an insight into how to do something or 
um, what to look out for in a, in, a diff in a certain industry, or maybe you're providing, you know, if you're in mental health, it's mental health tips. Um, so you're really showing up in service and that's gonna help you also feel aligned um, and feel like you're not just, just selling. Um, and that in and of itself is also gonna be able to connect with your audience in a much more genuine way because you're showing up in service, you're showing up from a place of expertise and wanting to share that and really offer value. Yeah, and the amazing thing about using PR to get featured in certain magazines, especially online, is that if if you are, say, going to one magazine, say, I don't know, let's let's use um, an example like Mind Body Green or something like that, you're going to that mm. particular magazine. And even like, you know, there's there's so many out there, okay, but whatever mag whichever mag, I'm quite sure that many have um a sort of algorithm whereby when a reader is reading and you know it triggers other similar content similar stories so they might not even be searching for you but they might come across mm. you and find you and like that content's evergreen it's not going, going to go anywhere and you can totally leverage that as often as you like you know you can mm. feature that on your website you can bring it up so many times as the years go on that you've been featured and that social proof is like gold because you're not saying oh I'm amazing and you're saying I'm actually like you know like for you at uh, the New York Times it says I'm amazing so that mm. that is is completely different from you know as they would say in the UK blowing your own trumpet <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> cheesy approach <laughs> but yeah mm. um so so um connecting with your why, building your mission. And then, so if, if any of our listeners are looking to just go ahead and pitch to publicists or, you know, um, any of the key contacts within mm. their, you know, the, the places that they want to be uh, posting or how would you suggest that they, they actually start to build up that rapport and that conversation rather than just going in with this full on pitch or is that the way you do it? Mm. Great question. Um, so what I always advise all of my clients to do is to never pitch blind. So, you know, back in the day, you could blast out a press release to a long contact list and you would get coverage. That doesn't work anymore. You need to know who you're pitching and you need to know why you're pitching that person. So make sure you research the journalist, get to know, you know, what kinds of stories that they cover, make sure that the things that you are sending them are relevant. You know, so if you're a mental health professional, you're not going to pitch a sports journalist and that's going to piss them off as well. Right. Yeah. Like, Why this is like, yeah, great. That's interesting. But I write about sports, you know, so it's like, <laughs> do your homework. Um, and also with social media, it's so easy to do that now, you know, like Twitter, that's kind of where journalists love to post all kinds of things. Um, you know, obviously Instagram, LinkedIn, like you can learn a lot about a journalist just by spending, you know, five, 10 minutes online. Um, and you can really make inferences as well, like about what they like and what they're interested in. And you can also see the kinds of angles that they tend to take on something. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're pitching something that's maybe a little bit controversial, you want to make sure that the journalist you're pitching is kind of is on your side or at least has the similar beliefs to you so that they don't take a completely different angle than the one that you're kind of hoping for. Um, so that's really my my number one tip. And then based on that information, personalize your pitch. You know, if you can come up with headlines that are similar to the ones that they've already, like of stories that they've already written, chances are like, they're going to be like, yeah, that's great. That sounds exactly like something I would write. And then you're doing the work for them. So the more you can step into this role of how can I help the journalist 
instead of, and that's also why it doesn't feel sleazy because you're literally showing up in service and then the benefit, the kind of the rewards you get for helping the journalists do their job is you get a bit of promotion and you get a backlink if it's digital and you get to, to build some recognition that way. Yeah, these are amazing tips. And I like, I like what you're saying, you know, like, be on the same vibration. Don't be like mm. coming from a completely different place, you know, like, get to know them. We all have common ground in some way. So find that out, see what angles work best for them. And, you know, allow them to kind of visualize that post already, or, you know, that that sort of um, hook or whatever it may be already written for them, you know, that's their style, everything's sort of like, just seamlessly flowing in the right direction so don't just like you said don't just um blindly copy in a million different people that are just not really yeah. to you <laughs> um some people say strength in numbers but yeah I think quality over quantity for sure in this way because people are getting mm. spammed on a constant basis and if they can spam you so much you know their, their inbox zero is is that tiny bit closer <laughs> so mm. um Tell us, Maria, why do you feel that a conscious approach to PR is so important in 2021? Uh, also a great question. I mean, obviously, conscious is in my brand name. So it's something that I um, strongly, strongly believe in. Um, but I think now more than ever, um, which has been made very apparent by the social issues that have come to light during the pandemic, customers or consumers or just people in general, they want to like support and buy from brands that care about the causes or support the causes that they care about you know they're they're really like consumers nowadays are conscious um and i think back more traditionally pr maybe isn't uh necessarily coming from a conscious point of view i mean i guess with pr you can't you can't really lie because publicity just doesn't really discriminate it's going to spotlight everything but i think pr has gotten a bad rap as being a way to put a positive spin on bad news or, you know, to make certain things seem better than they are or to hide things. But when you come from this conscious approach, um, you come from a place of being self-aware, you acknowledge um, any potential issues or any places where you're perhaps, um, where, you know, any potential issues, basically. That's what I suggest that all my clients look at so that they can show up really fully being clear and confident on what their messaging is and not being scared if there's any kind of challenging question because they prepared the response. You know, if um, I'm trying to think of an example, um, like for example, if you're a yoga teacher and you're, you're trying to get the message out of, you know, wanting to make yoga accessible to everyone, but you perhaps fit the stereotype of the white blonde skinny yoga teacher um, you can ha still have a response that's like, yes, I know that I have this privilege, but I've learned X, Y, Z, and I'm using my privilege to spotlight these issues. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you're, you're, you're oh, not yeah. shying away from these things that maybe you're scared of being called out for. You're like fully owning um, where you're coming from and you're transparent and you're honest. And that also builds so much more trust and credibility, really, you know, as opposed to trying to say that you're doing one thing when you're really not, you know, it's like, I always give the example of like, it, you know, pride, pride every year, LGBTQ pride. Um, there are always all these big brands that jump on the bandwagon and sell rainbow themed products and make a rainbow logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of them either don't do anything for the LGBTQ plus community at all or just do it around pride. 
Um, and that just, there's a disconnect there, right? For, for especially for um, the queer community, we, we, we're like, what, this is just totally performative. Why, why would you say that you're, you know, supporting our community if you're not actually doing anything tangible? There's no action behind it. So that's the other piece of being conscious is making sure that anything you say, you're backing it up with action. You have proof points for every one of your key messages. That is the other big key piece. And that's what the public wants now. They can see right through anything else. Yeah, and that clearly doesn't go unnoticed because I I have picked up on that. Like, what, I don't know if you remember, but it was about two or three years ago and everyone started like, you know, when it was like during these times when they would have like, um, you know, the parades and stuff. And, you know, it, mm. was, it was like, I don't know, overnight suddenly everyone starts to have their logos with the rainbow um just mm -hmm. overnight and I, I you know I was wondering and it was just it was so ob obvious because you'd never ever heard anyone speaking about this before and nobody had ever suddenly highlighted it until the logo color changed and I was like thinking okay is this going to stick around or mm -hmm. <laughs> is this just coming out every year <laughs> and um you know what I also wanted to pick up on the point that you you made as well because I was just talking about this the other day like um, as part of one of the other businesses that I run, um, I have just put forward a, a proposal for a big, big contract where mm. it's it's all about supporting people um, in communities where, well, I'll, I'll not go into too much detail, but um, quite easily someone could look at me and say, well, what do you know about that? But actually, if you look into my history, if you look into everything that, you know, that I've done that's relative, and you, you would completely understand then. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it is important. Like, I used to kind of shy away from things that didn't necessarily look aligned to me. But then now I'm just like, no, that's me. And <laughs> I'm going to do my bit no matter what. Like, if, if something like, for example, um, diversity for me is, mm. like, so essential. I live in Scotland, and I... I don't know if you've ever visited Scotland, but it's... I've been to Edinburgh, actually, a few years ago. I loved it. It was beautiful. Where I live in Scotland, um, it's so beautiful, but, you know, mm. hi, hi there, hi Maggie. Um, but I honestly find that we are not doing enough um, to promote diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And I just... Um, so, yeah, we went off on a bit of a tangent there, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's relevant. It's all relevant that's something we really need to certainly in some of the communities that are around where I live we definitely need to do more in that and really support mm. people and and just accept that you know we are all together in this and let's just support each other so um actually I wanted to talk a little bit before I go off on a completely different tangent again <laughs> is um your signature program do you mind if I share um Maria a little bit about your signature program please do so um, Maria's signature program is called Reach Millions, okay? So um, it's a one-to-one -one PR coaching program where she teaches you everything you need to know to be your own publicist and amplify your mission to millions of people through the media so that you can get visible in a way that grows your business and makes a bigger impact without the hefty price tag that comes with advertising. So tell us a little mm. bit more about the program and um, just how you would work, how would that look for anyone who's listening in and interested to find out more about the Reach Millions program? Thank you so much. Um, so yes, the Reach Millions program is a one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching program. So we connect on calls every other week 
And I walk you through, like you mentioned, everything that you need to know about PR so that you can be your own publicist. So everything from how to get clear on your objectives, how to get clear on your brand messaging, your unique selling points, the kind of language, the media friendly language that you need to speak about your business to um, journalists, and then looking at how to pitch, how to research journalists, how to come up with story ideas, how to follow up. And then once you get the coverage, how to actually make the most of it. So how to use it across your own channels, you know, adding logos to your website, that kind of thing. And then building, using all these skills, building out a PR strategy that you can sustain on your own. And what's beautiful about working one-on-one -on -one is that I get to actually tailor the program also to the needs of my clients. Um, so there's obviously a set list of things that I want to teach, but I can also adapt what I'm doing depending on, you know, what, what area you're really more interested in. So if you're really interested on getting on podcasts, well, then we'll really focus in on that versus someone who wants to be on TV or kind of wants a little bit of everything. So that's, that's kind of the Reach Millions program in a nutshell. Um, I've had clients graduate and get featured in Cosmopolitan, in Business Insider, in Forbes, in Mind Body Green, publication we mentioned earlier. Um, and they've seen just really incredible things happen as a result of that visibility, right? It's that thing that we mentioned at the beginning that people can't come to you if they don't know you exist or they don't know what you do. And some of my clients have had you know, book deals be um, sent their way or had brands come to them and offer them paid partnerships. Um, obviously increasing sales, that's a big one. Um, I had one client who actually increased her income so much that she was able to expand her team and have more time off because she was kind of burning out. Um, so it's really cool to see. And that's the thing that's exciting about PR. It's not, you know, it's not just one result. There are so many things that can happen from that visibility. That sounds absolutely amazing. It sounds like you're making a massive impact for people in their businesses. And the fact that like, you know, it's so easy to burn out, especially if you've just started your mm. own business and, and, you know, and you, you're like, where do I start? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's been like a mountain to climb. And obviously thanks to some pl platforms like uh, Fiverr and freelancer kind of websites and things, you can achieve so much that um, it's just being smart and with your time but I guess mm. you've you've got that kind of conscious approach where you can maybe just take an outsider's viewpoint in on a business and say okay you could be doing this this and this actually leverage your time and I like the fact that you talked about your uh, reach millions program what you actually do is you create a it's like a strategy where mm. they're optimizing the time that they have so that it's, it's possible for your clients to actually go ahead and do this by themselves so that, mm. you know, they're not totally burning out that way. But you've clearly enabled in incredible things to happen for your clients, Maria. So that's just awesome. And I also wondered, you know, do you have any, as some people do, obviously have some freebies or maybe taster things. Do you have anything like mm. that that you want to share with the audience tonight? Uh, yes, I do. I have um, a PR calendar. So for 2021, um, which has over 100 ideas for, um, sto for stories that you can pitch to the media based on seasonal hooks, you know, so things like Mother's Day, Earth Day yesterday. Um, so it kind of helps you map out your content. So it works, obviously, for, for the media, because you need to have something that makes your pitch timely or makes it newsworthy, like why should we talk about this now? Um, but it also actually helps you come up with content for your social media channels. So it's kind of 
um, a two for one in that, in that sense Genius. that you get to, yeah, yeah, you get to come up with ideas. Cause I know that that's, that's one of the most challenging things is like, Oh, what do I actually pitch? Like, what do I actually write about? So this is to kind of get you, get you some ideas. And, and if you're interested in getting that PR calendar, you can get it on my website. You just need to, so you sign up for my newsletter and then you get the freebie. That sounds awesome. I think I'll be signing in later. And yeah. <laughs> because that sounds like, honestly, I think that would save so much time. Because, Like, I'm a really creative person, but when it comes to actually content and just planning, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, where do I start? Yeah, <laughs> so that, I hear you. you. <laughs> those ideas would just be invaluable, I think, for anybody, especially even if you've not started your business, even if you're just thinking about it, have a look at Maria's um, PR calendar. Have a little think about it, because if you get your PR right from the beginning, you're, you're going to shortcut yourself to success really and mm. um, now Maria we're coming to the end of our interview and it's been so lovely to speak with you this evening mm. and just sharing all your expertise um so you are a very powerful woman in Thank uh, you, you. Know, I, have, <laughs> I, I have um I have actually interviewed quite a few uh women for this um this powerful woman like edition and you know there are just so many incredible women that I've interviewed but they're all unique in their own way so mm. I'm just coming up to the end now tell us what does a powerful woman mean to you I love this question um a powerful woman to me is someone who is unapologetically herself um embraces being a feminist and is empowering other women to succeed. So I think powerful women don't see other people or other women as competition because they're rooting for them. You know, like I'm rooting for other women and so then they can't be my competitors because if they succeed, I succeed. And I think that's, that's what we kind of need to do, especially to fight the inequality that we're still facing, which is let's not even get started. So that's, that's what I think makes a powerful woman, really being unapologetic, owning who you are and lifting other people up. Yeah, and like also what you said as well about um, like inequalities, it's it's actually about like let's do something, let's not just sit and complain, <laughs> let's get up there, let's lift yeah. each other up and go for it as well. And um, I'm gonna say hi as well to David who's just joined. That um, mm. we are at the very end, but you can tune in later and watch it on the the catch up. This is all about how to get PR for your business, how to really just um leverage all of the press and stuff that's out there to to just boost impact that your business has. So thanks to everyone who has joined, but you can catch up later. Um, I loved what you said there, just being unapologetically yourself and supporting other females and lifting each other up there. Um, now, we are coming to the very end, and mm. I would just uh, like to make sure that everybody who's watching can find you online. So tell us everywhere that you are online and we'll let everyone come and follow. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, so my website, theconsciouspr.com. Um, and obviously, as you can see here, that's the same handle for my Instagram, at theconsciouspr. Um, I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn, and that's just my name. So if you put my full name in, um, you'll find me there. And if you want to connect one-on-one, um, -on -one, I do also offer free strategy calls. So you can book those through my website as well. Um, you can book straight into my calendar, and we can discuss more. Um, what PR could do for your business. So I really look forward to connecting with everyone. And thank you so much for having me on. It's great to chat to you.